We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back, Chiefs Kingdom, to One on One, a KC Sports Network podcast. I am your co-host, Mike DeVito, here as always with nine-year NFL veteran and KC Chiefs Super Bowl champion Jeff Allen. And we're here to bring you all things Chiefs football from a player's perspective. Finally back on track, going to Philly, get that win, get Coach Reed's 100. We're back to two and two. We're on the up and up now. We're getting out of that hole. Lots of stuff to talk about. Looking forward to a really big game this week. But before we get into it, Jeff, our sponsor, Cookie Society Cookies. We are into October now. What, what's remind me again? We got pumpkin spice. Oh, yeah, pumpkin spices on the menu. We have a um, like a Reese's Pieces cookie. Man, we have a um, frosted oatmeal again. We have our you know, banana pudding, which is our signature cookie, salted caramel, oh. cookies and cream. Man, oh. we have a Twix cookie this month. Which is has a homemade shortbread on the bottom of it. Like it's it's getting out of control, Mike. Oh, that's fantastic, Jeff. That sounds so good. If you want to get ready for the fall, I'm telling you, there's no better way than to get some of those cookies. I gotta try the pumpkin spice ones. In fact, when we get done, I'm gonna even write it down. I gotta put it in order for those pumpkin Quick, spice. Quick ones. note. I am a big pumpkin. Well, by the time this airs, we'll be restocked. We restock yeah. every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. Perfect. I mean, we usually sell out by Sunday, so. All right, so by then, you're gonna have to wait till the next Wednesday. Oh, that's great. Cookie Society Cookie, make sure to check that out. And thank you, as always, to our sponsor. We're really excited about uh, having uh, Jeff and and Cookie Society on board. So uh, make sure to go check them out. All right, Jeff, let's get into it. We got the win, man. It felt like this this Andy Reid's 100th win, it felt like it was cursed. It was like we're never gonna get over this hump, but. Finally got it, and and talk about poetic. What a great place to get it in exactly. Philly, you know, where all this started. 100 wins with two different teams. I mean, it's just amazing to think about. And so I know you, are you as I, are incredibly help, uh, are happy for Coach Reed. But let's talk about the game. So tell me about the offense. I, I You know, we could talk – I feel like there isn't going to be too many times you and I come in on here and say, man, if the offense was just playing. Yeah. But <laughs> fill me in, man. What would you see? I think they they did what they've been doing all year, except they didn't turn the ball over. Um, right. And that's right. the difference. I, I think we had one turnover. Um, but as long as we're not turning over three or four times, 
we're going to probably win every game, especially with you know some of the numbers that these skill guys are putting up. I mean, Tyreek almost went for 203 touchdowns. I mean, Travis wasn't too involved, but Clyde had a really great day. Right. And Patrick was being Patrick. So um, I think that was encouraging to see. But I think the stars of the day was the offensive line, particularly right. the interior of the offensive line with Thune, um, Creed Humphrey, and Trey Smith. Those guys dominated some really good interior defensive linemen with Hargrave and Fletcher Cox. And th they made them look like regular, <laughs> regular human beings, which isn't a normal thing. Those are really great interior um, run defenders and pass rushers. So. I was really happy to see them dominate that group. They didn't just do their jobs. They they dominated, and it was a really good showing. Yeah. You know what I, I saw from a defensive line perspective? Watching Cox and those guys up front, um, I could tell the way Fletcher was getting off the football that he was not taking Trey lightly. I mean, no. he looked almost like a goal line charge every time. I mean, he was bringing everything he had. Um, and, you know, he always plays hard, but this was like he was really given – some effort. And so that, that right there says like, wow, already we're into week. This is what week four now. Yeah. And you can tell these guys look on film and they respect Trey. They respect those young guys up front. That's hard to do as a rookie to go out there and gain th that much respect this early. But boy, I mean, you just see the push every time you, you see that push of the front and they could just, you know, if they didn't, have, you know, Casey could throw the ball for 500 yards. If they couldn't do that, they would have no problem run the football all over teams. With that offensive line, and, they're, and, and so, they're, they're so well balanced. I mean, they yeah. they're just as effective throwing the ball as they are running the ball, right? Which is scary. Um, right. They're by far the best offense in the NFL. I know everyone's seeing Arizona; they're doing some really good things. They have a electric quarterback, um, you know, Rams. All these cute offenses, but the Chiefs they can pound the ball and they can put it in the air. And right. there's no offense that's even close, in my opinion. I think, as far as balance, at least, I think maybe. You can throw the Cowboys in there. Right. Um, but outside of those two, it's usually, you know, tilted one way or the other. Either you're passing the ball really well, not efficient right. in the running game. Right. Um, but they're they're elite in both those categories four weeks into the season. Right. It's unbelievable. And then you couple that with Andy Reid and EB's sort of offensive recipe that's just so unique. And, and I remember going against it in practice in nine on seven and just being like, wow, these runs are so – different than anything we normally see. And as a defender, yeah. it's terrible to try to game plan for that. And every week you're getting new, new, you know, these new flavors in there, right? You get these new sort of these, these All these wrinkles. Some kind of new wrinkles, right? And it's like, you, you, you don't have enough practice time to get ready for all that stuff. And it's going to, you know, it's going to be different anyway. So you couple all of that together, you know, baby, the talent and all the stuff you were talking about with Andy Reid's offense. And it's just, you know, it's just a fun thing to watch. Uh, what did you think about the pass protection? Because these are we know these are big, strong guys that can get on those double teams. They can get up to the yeah. next level. They're athletic enough. Talk to me about you know how, how they look in pass rush. I, I think they did a really good job. I think I think we gave up one sack, and that was just a. It wasn't anything crazy. It was just um, over lunging. I think Creed yeah. got out of position, you know. But you know, he's a rookie. That happens from time to time. But throughout the entire day, they did a good job of keeping the integrity of their pocket, letting Pat step up. Um, the tackles did a good job of getting guys up the field and running them by. Wasn't too much pressure. I think I can count on two fingers where I saw where Pat really had to get out of there um, right. because of the offensive line. So, I mean, they're they're really doing a good job. And, and I mean, I know that this this is early, but they, they are as, as advertised. 
Yeah. Everyone, the hype was around him with all the pieces they put, you know, all the new pieces that he put on the offensive line, the big names. Um, right. And that necessarily doesn't always work, but it's been it's been really great so far. You know what I noticed, too, that you looked at – I know we looked at it some in the preseason. We saw some of those stunts up front coming through and guys getting loose with some of the movement and different things going on up front. And, and, and we were talking about the beginning of the season, you know, how important it is for an offensive line to gel. Yeah. Right. And this comes with time and everybody being together, getting on the same page, because that's when you see all the movements and stunts and stuff come through is when you have an offensive line that might be good, you know, one on one. But then you start mixing stuff up and they don't communicate well. I, I almost tweeted something out and I should have. But what I'm seeing is they're they're really fluid, like as yeah. a unit, they're picking things up well as a unit. And that tells me, wow, already in week four with two rookies in key starting positions. And, and basically the, t- the, uh, the tackles are rookie too. I mean, he's, yeah, man, he's, he's out- the first year starter, yeah. first year playing in NFL. And right. I, I expect it just like, you know, anybody that knows football, I expect it for the guys to start out slow with it being a new group. Yeah. Not, not saying that they're individually aren't talented. Each guy in his own right is a great player, right. but it takes time to come together as an offensive line unit. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, it took us probably like, almost two years before we were comfortable enough to, you know, not have to call out calls to the, you know, to, to one another. Um, right. And it looks like they're on that page already four games in, which right. is, which is absolutely bonkers. I mean, just to see the, the, I guess how fluid they are, how they're coming together, they're getting coming off the ball at the same time. They're passing off stunts. Um, they're being <laughs> physical while they're doing it. And they look like they're having a damn good time. So yeah, I wish I was out there with them like that. It looks really fun to be a part of a unit like this. Yeah. And it's funny because I watch them and say, boy, I'm glad I'm on the couch because I would not want to be going against those guys. <laughs> that gives me anxiety watching how bad yeah. they're killing, killing these other guys. And like you said, that was Fletcher Cox and those guys. That's not a light group. I mean, that's no. not a group that is easy to push around. And they were moving that line of scrimmage. So shout out to those guys. I totally agree with you. They, they were the stars of the day. You talk about all the – passes and Hill with all the stuff that he's doing and, and none of that stuff happens. And we saw it last year, you know, in some key spots when you don't have an offensive line that can get after it. Um, and so congrats to those guys. They're doing a great job. And uh, as a chiefs fan, man, when you look at all these pieces that are in place on offense uh, and now we'll talk about this later on, but Josh Gordon coming onto the scene. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just, you know, it's almost unfair. So we, we talked about the offense and, and, and talked about the stars, of the offense, which were the offensive line. What do you think about the defense this week? Yeah, I I thought they did a. I mean, obviously they did a better job. They did a better job. You know, it's really it's really hard to to judge a points. It, it, the, the time, I'm just so conflicted with what to say. Here's here are the positives. I saw guys attacking the football. They caused turnovers. We talked about the importance of turnovers going into last week. Spags talked about it in the um, you know in his press conference last week. Turnovers for Kansas City. I mean, for any team to win the turnover battle is huge. Yeah. Um, but for Kansas City to get the ball back in Patrick Mahomes and that offense's hands, two, one or two more times, that's usually one or two more touchdowns. Yep. You know, a, a touchdown and a field goal at worst. So turnovers for this defense, if they want to make up for some of the the weaknesses that they have and some of the things that they're working on right now, creating turnovers is huge. And here's one here's one point that I saw it that I remember Chiefs fans getting mad, and, and then rightfully so. This was down on uh, – the Eagles were going in, and 
I believe they ran the football around the outside to the left, and um, Sorensen was there. And he went to try to make the tackle. I can't remember if it was a short pass or if, Sor- if, or if it was a run, whatever it was. They were coming around the edge. And Sorensen went to make the tackle, and he missed the tackle, and they mm-hmm. ran in. But they ended up calling it back, I believe, because of a penalty. So it didn't, it didn't end up counting. But the one thing I noticed was one of the reasons it looked like that Sorensen missed the tackle was that he was really trying to attack the football. Yeah. And I saw this in another, you know, now you got to secure the tackle first. I mean, any coach is going to tell you that when you're, when you, you know, it's good to go after the football, but you got to make sure the guy doesn't, you know, goes down. That's priority number one. Uh, but I could tell he was trying to get that ball. And I saw it in other spots too. Guys pursue, not only, you know, those big defensive linemen pursuing the football, but trying to attack the football when they, when they made, you know, point of contact. That's incredibly important. So, mm-hmm. I, and I think when I bring that up to say, I bet you they were working on that. It looks yeah. like it, there was a difference between the, the weeks before and this week as far as the attention to creating turnovers. And it and it did help. It did it did help. And so I think moving forward, that can be a real point of emphasis for this defense um, yeah. to, to, again, cover up some of those weaknesses is create turnovers. I mean, that's – Yeah, that's we, we, did, we did create one. We just missed it. <laughs> didn't, now, but we didn't we get one, though? Didn't we get a turnover? Yeah, yeah. Um... Did we? I, I know I remember we, we got one that was a fumble that was clearly a fumble that we didn't challenge. Oh, we did get that one. Yeah, but we didn't one. end up getting it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there was one that there was – I remember um, Hughes got an interception, but he actually he actually hit the ground, so that, that right. got called back. Well, that – I mean, either way, that's sort of the – that's the, the trajectory they need to go, and they need to create turnovers, whether it's interceptions, fumbles. I mean, that's yeah. – that's going to be important. They're going to get. They're going to get them. I think. I do think they did a better job. Yeah. Still a ways to go for sure, but yeah. as long as they they do enough and the offense doesn't turn the ball over, um, we That's always right. have a chance to win it. Um, a yeah. re- really good chance, not just a chance. So, um, and, they'll get better. Right. It's a long year. They'll continue to get better. They did get better from the previous week, so that's all that we can ask them to get that's better right. each and every week. Yeah. Fix small things, and and at the end of the year, we'll. We'll hopefully like the finished product. That's right. That's right. Because you got you got to see that 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 progress every week. Another one last thing before we move on. They made some key third down stop. They made yeah. some big stops in big situations. They didn't make all the stops that they needed to make, but the two or three that they did make, where they were able to get off the field and get the ball back to the offense, that's what you, you need that too, especially yeah. late in the game, right? You you needed to get the ball back. You needed to get three and outs. You needed to get uh, you know, fourth down stops, third down stops, getting off the field. They were able to get that done, not consistently, but enough where, you know, teams yeah. weren't just going down and scoring. Every yeah, half. definitely. And they did in the red zone a couple of yeah. times Yeah, um, where Philly had to settle for three. So, mm. I mean, that, that helps a ton. Three is way is better than giving up six. So three, three against Kansas City might as well be nothing. Yeah. You can't win kick and field. You have, no. that's why, that's why teams go for it so many yeah. times on fourth down. Because you can't win with field goals. I mean, you. Nope. That, I don't worry about a field goal at all with. No, that's a win, that's a win for me in my book. Yeah, that that's all oh, totally. Free, so. Totally. That that's a that's that's a third down back to the offense. You know, we're off the field. Like, who cares? They got three. Our offense is going to go put seven. You know, <laughs> quick. So, so yeah, improvement on the defensive side of the football. They're going to have obviously tougher challenges this week, especially. Uh, moving forward, but it's good to see progress. And they did, ju- you know, they did just what they needed to do to win that game. And so, 
Good. That's good. Progress there. Before we move on to our next topic, let me go ahead and read our sponsor, Tickets for Less. If you're looking to score an unbeatable deal on Chiefs tickets, my friends at Tickets for Less have you covered. Locally owned for more than 17 years, ticketsforless.com has the best selection of Chiefs tickets for every game, all without the outrageous taxes or per ticket fees that you find on other sites. Plus, you can use our exclusive KCSN promos code, promo code for tickets for less uh, to save even more. Use code KCSN21 at checkout to save big on any Chiefs tickets order at ticketsforless.com. That's KCSN21 uh, when you check out. Check them out, ticketsforless.com. So let's talk about Andy Reid because I know he really means so much to both of us to get 100 wins with KC and uh, 100 wins with two different teams now. Uh, it just it, it makes me, you know, so happy for him. And I, I watched this, um, this sort of highlight thing that they put on Twitter, Kansas City put on Twitter, that yeah. just did a screenshot from every one of it. Yeah, I was, I was in that first clip. You could, if you freeze yeah. it, the very first clip, I can see a young Jeff face. Yeah. Side of, and I was like, man, look at me. I don't have any gray hairs. <laughs> we that was awesome to see but just shows you the test of time like i mean this guy's like fine wine he gets better with time um he continues to win football games but not only that he, like guys just love him and they're having fun um yeah i mean they're two and two right now um, but you can't tell with the way these guys are playing they, they never they're never i guess bothered they're always ready to go right right i mean it was it's and and it was really interesting. I got to look at when I'm looking at that film. I remember, like you, I remember that first game in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we won that game. That that first win, and to think, wow, it's already been a hundred. Like he's got a hundred wins. It's crazy. Uh, it's just incredible. And every year, I mean, it's just the success that Kansas Kansas City's had. And you know better than anybody where that you know where the organization was at before he got there. Yeah. Um. So just incredible to him. So one thing I want to do, we're going to start this this week. We're going to do our top three segment. So this will be the first one this week. Uh, we'll do a different top three every, you know, every week. We'll have a different theme, a different topic. This top three is our favorite Andy Reid moments. So, why, Jeff, why don't you start us off, man? Give me one of your favorite Andy Reid moments. I'm going to start it off first game in Jacksonville. That was the very first time where we had that, you know, that same meeting all together. And, you know, we're wrapping it up this night before the game. Yeah. And we're, we're getting ready to go go to bed. But right before you go to bed, you have a snack. And um, he says, I got a cheeseburger for you. <laughs> At the end of the schedule, he gives us our itinerary for the next day. He said, before that, I have a cheeseburger for you. And I remember thinking, this is my type of guy right here. That's right. <laughs> this is a special moment right here. Not only is he prepping us for the game, but he has a cheeseburger for us. Like, this, is, <laughs> this is great. He speaks to the big guys, man. It yeah. was just, just so nice. I I think the same thing when I think about him. I think about this man loves his linemen, yeah. right? Because you bringing up a cheeseburger, you're talking to your big guys because that's yeah, what we're thinking about after I that mean, team, Some dude. of my favorite Andy Reid moments have nothing to do with football. They're, <laughs> they're food related, <laughs> so we connect in that way. So that's, that's pretty I, awesome. I remember one game we got in off the plane and the, the ops people were all running all over the place. And I remember grabbing one and saying, what, what's going on? What's wrong? And they were saying, the food that we're supposed to have in Andy Reid's room, we weren't able to get it. And so oh. now, you know, he's going to be so mad, but we got to get this food. Like, he needs the ice cream. The ice then, cream, like, the dipping dots. Like, get, it, get it done, man. Get they said they done. weren't able to put it in there. Uh, they were so, it was like, 
it was like they had left the equipment back home. I mean, they were panicked, panicked yeah. running all over the place. And I was thinking, I was like, I feel bad for you guys, but I'm so happy that's that's our coach. So he's gonna eat when he, he's gonna get upset about something is that he doesn't have the right food in his room <laughs> right before the game. Yeah. But a favorite moment of mine, um, and it really just sort of again speaks to how respected Andy Reid is, was when I first signed with Kansas City that April of 2013. I think it was April of 2013 for free agency, and I just spent six years with the Jets, and I got this. I got this play with a lot of really cool people, right? So Rex Ryan is our coach. Darrell Revis is on the team. Uh, I, I've talked about Brett Favre was on the team. You know, we had Alan Fanica. We had all the all these stars, Braylon Edwards, Antonio Holm. The Brickashaw uh, Ferguson. Great. Brickashaw Ferguson. Yeah, yeah, we had awesome. Brick is that? Oh, I love DeBrickashaw. Um, but, you know, Jeff, like being in the league for so long, especially as you get older, um, you're not really starstruck of other guys or right. other coaches, or even if even if they're super, you know, all stars. Uh, there's very few guys that you're like, wow. Uh, and I remember getting signed by Kansas City and coming over in in April to sign my contract and to meet Coach Reed. And I remember sitting down in the office in Coach Reed's office, and, and he comes in and sits down, and I'm like, wow, I'm really sitting here with Andy Reed. You know, like this, it was one of those moments where I was just totally struck that that was who I was in the room with. And I think the only other time, you know, obviously as a rookie, when you come in, you have those moments. But after your rookie year, the only other time I felt that was when Brett Favre came into to the locker room when I was with the Jets. That was the only other time that I could say I was totally blown away that I was in. Wow, I'm like, wow, I'm in, you know, I'm in this man's presence. And it was Brett Favre and then Andy Reid in 2013 and just was like, I was afraid to even talk, you know, and, and here I am seventh year in the NFL, been through, you know, a bunch of stuff and sign in this contract to come out to KC should have had all the swagger and confidence in the world and he comes in. And I'm just like, I'm, I just was like, wow, I can't believe I'm sitting next to and talking with Andy Reid. Uh, and so he was a legend then. And now, you know, here we are a decade later and he's like you said, just continuing to age well, like fine wine. So still is same, same exact person. I think the, the greatest attribute about him is he's the same guy every day. He's the same guy. I, I, I had a similar moment with him. It was pre-draft and I had a visit to Philadelphia and he was the head coach there during the time. And I can remember, and I was starstruck by Michael Vick. I got to eat lunch with him. And then I met Jason Peters, who's one of, one of the guys I looked up to while I was in college. Yeah. And then I got to go in the office and have a conversation with Coach Reed for about 10 minutes. And I just remember thinking like, wow, this guy's truly a legend. Yeah. And, um, you know, thinking back on that moment, he was that same guy then as he is now. Um, just a genuine guy um, that wants to see everyone succeed. I didn't get drafted by Philly, but he had nothing but positive things for me. And, um, you know, that kind of encouraged me as a young guy. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, there's so many good stories um, and so many things. I mean, we could have episodes just on A. Reed. Maybe I'll, I'll give one last story, and that was – we're going to keep returning to this, but that was another thing that really such an impactful moment for me was the, you know, we, we were one in five in the 2015 season. And we've talked about that team meeting. Um, but one thing I didn't mention was on the plane ride back from Minnesota, we had just lost to the Vikings. We had just gone one in five and Andy Reed, you know, halfway through the plane ride, he comes through and he says hi to every guy, you know, every player on the plane as we're heading home. 
And that's always a really tough time, you know, especially, you know, after a loss like that, especially after a one in five loss when you're wondering what the season's going to be about. And, you know, you, I see him come through and he's still got that smile on his face and he's checking in with everybody and he's patting guys. And, he's like, and he, you know, he, he walks by me and gives you a pat on the back and says, how you doing? Good, good. He's like, we're going to get it right. We're going to get it right. And it wasn't like this superficial sort of these are just the right words to say right now or this is what I have to say. It was it was such a subtle thing, but it was very much like, oh, yeah, no, I believe you. Like, I believe yeah. you. I know you believe what you're saying and I believe you. Like, I, I know we're going to get it right. That's true. Um, and, and it, you know, and then we talked about the story about how it went from there. But that was one moment where I, I still remember so vividly sitting on that plane uh, and just being heartbroken about everything and him coming by, tap me on the back and say, hey, we got it. We're going to get it right. We're going to get it right. Uh, he just a guy from the beginning that you buy in and trust. Uh, and when he says something, you you're like, yeah, no, I believe it. I believe yeah. it. if he has a rule or he has something he wants done or we, he wants practice fix or he, He's not a guy you – it's very rare that you're going to say, I don't think he knows what's going on right now. No. Or I don't really believe what he's saying right now. You, you're never going to say that about Andy Reid, uh, which is not the case with, with you know, many other people in the NFL, especially coaches. Um, so, yeah, so that was really a, a special moment. And I would imagine from this time – you know, from that time forward, he's had a number of times like that, uh, which, again, just speaks to how uh, – all the different ingredients that make this team great, right? The recipe that is the Kansas City Chiefs. One of them is just the leadership of Andy Reid. That's a that's a big part of it. You can have all the all stars in the world, and we've talked about it. I can't tell you how many times Dallas has had, you know, twenty two Pro Bowlers, and they've gone, you know, eight and eight. Um, <laughs> you know, you need to have a philosophy. You need to have leadership, uh, and you know, it has to come from the top. And and just with Andy Reid in place, man, there's. You know, can't see. I'll never have to worry about that element of it. Never. Culture, culture is unmatched. Um, unmatched. You know, everyone has jobs to do. It, it is a job for us. It is our, you know, our livelihood. And with jobs, sometimes you don't want to do it. Right. Some people have days they wake up and, you know, don't want to go to work. But I can truly say that while Coach Reed was there, at least, that damn near every single day I wanted to go to work. That's right. Um, and, that's right. And that's something that, you know, it's hard to do in the NFL. So now we're finally on the up and up. Now we have a big test this week. Right? Yeah. Buffalo's, Buffalo's been looking really good. Allen's looking great at quarterback. Uh, you know, they have a stingy defense. A lot, you know, now you look at their schedule, they haven't played the teams really that Kansas City's played. Yeah. But this is obviously a, a much better team than Philly coming into Kansas City Sunday night. And so, what any sort of thoughts or, or off the head? I mean, I know we don't. Have, breaking down the game, but yeah, how do you I, see uh, Buffalo so far this year? The way I talked about the Kansas City Chiefs offense earlier, about them being by far the best offense, um, I think, and, and with the balance at least, yeah. I think you can say kind of the same about Buffalo. Yeah, I'm a quarter way through the season about their team. I mean, they, yeah. they have a great offense, have a great defense, and they play well on special teams. They're, they're, they're playing, playing some really good football. Granted, they haven't really played anyone yet. This this is the biggest matchup of the year for them. Yeah. Um, I guess historically, talking about the last two years with Buffalo, they've been a good football team. So I'm not expecting for them, you know, to come out and lay an egg. They're going to come out and play well. But I right. think no one beats the Chiefs but the Chiefs. As long as, long, right. as, long as we do what we're supposed to do, um, it should be a win. Um, right. This roster is actually better now than it was last year. Um, right. And they beat them in the playoffs. So 
long as the Chiefs do what they're supposed to, it should be a win. But that's why you play the game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you look at who Buffalo's played so far. They lost to the Steelers in the opening game. Yeah. But then they beat the Dolphins 35 to nothing. They Texans. beat Washington. Yeah, they Washington, beat Washington. Texans. It's not – it hasn't yeah. – like, those three weeks, I, I guess I'm, I'm – but it's tough to shut an NFL team out. And, twice. And they, they've done yeah. it twice, and they've, they've, they're scoring a ton of points. Yeah. I don't care who the opponent is. Um, they're beating who they're supposed to beat, but they're beating them down. Right, right. <laughs> which is impressive. So they're dominating right now. Um, but it should be a totally different story coming into Arrowhead Sunday so, night versus the Kansas City Chiefs. They're probably going to wear all red. The crowd's <laughs> going to be pumped up. Like, it's, it's going to be oh. a different type of environment. I expect a good game. Oh, there's nothing to match that. Yeah, you're going into Arrowhead Sunday night. Oh, my goodness. That's good that's going to be a lot of fun. I wish I could be there for that one. I mean, this is just – that. that's an incredible – uh, opportunity for this team to get out and beat a good team and continue to head on that up and up trajectory that we were talking about. But yeah, I mean, they're to, to shut out two teams, right? Two teams this year to hold them to zero points. Yeah. Uh, I don't care what team it is that, you know, I've played some really bad teams that we haven't held to zero points. So to do that twice, you know, Kansas city going to have to, you know, they'll have a good game plan. They'll, they'll have, and we have Josh Gordon now in the lineup. So yeah. one thing we talked about last week, was how teams sort of have not figured out, obviously haven't figured out, but there are ways to slow things down a little bit when you just have to worry about Kelson Hill. Not just have to worry about them, but when you can th- when you can really focus on them and there isn't this third, this third target that's in that sort of talent level as they are, um, you can slow things, you can slow Kansas City yeah. down a little bit. Now Josh, Josh Gordon gets elevated to the 53-man roster. Um, now you have a guy who has the potential to do that. And you see what he was able to do last year on a short amount of, you know, short amount of time. I mean, he's a really good football player. Yeah. So you put him in there. There's only so many guys you can double team. There's only so much scheme that you can do. And so it's going to be interesting to see what, from an offensive perspective, how do you see Andy Reid integrating him into the program? I mean, is this going to be like, is, will he be afraid to highlight him and get him out there and get him? No, know? no, he's no. he's going to play this week. Yeah, um, I don't expect him to play many snaps. He might play thirty snaps or so. Mm. They're going to be specific packages within the game plan for Josh Gordon. They're probably going to be called Josh Gordon package or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. that's right. Yeah. Um, but he's he's going to get this guy the ball. Um, he's going to he he knows what he can do. He's seen him in practice. He's seen enough. Um, and I know they're excited in that building. So. I fully expect Josh to not only play, but make some plays in this short stint um, this upcoming week. And then as the season progresses, um, his role will increase as he learns the playbook because there's a lot to learn within yeah. Andy Reid's offense. They're not going to throw too much at him. They're going to be like, hey, you learn these you know, five to seven plays. Right. Learn right. them well, know these three packages, and right. that's all we're going to throw at you this week. You know, But later in the year, he's going to be a, a full part of the offense. But I'm excited yeah. to see you know, what they have for him. He's definitely going to get the ball a few times. Yeah, you you could be Albert Einstein. You can't go in there in a week and learn. You can't get that whole, no, that whole no. offense down. That just ain't happening. I used to look at that book that you guys – and our book was, you know, our defensive game plan under Sutton, which that Rex Ryan defense was pretty substantial. But I would look at your guys' book and be like, wow. You know, <laughs> how did you even find three-ring binders that big? You know, it was like, yeah. come on. Oh, man. Well – 
Yeah, I think it's going to be a great game. I love it that it's in Kansas City. I can't wait to see that atmosphere on Arrowhead. Before we go, though, we're a quarter way through the season. And so we got to talk about the FC West. Yeah. We got to talk about the FC West and where we are right now. I think a lot of people were overreacting, you know, after the the, the two consecutive losses. Yeah. Um, But we're two and two. Appreciate the Chargers for taking the Raiders down. We're right back in it. Um, Broncos lost this weekend. Um, So. It's going to be a good year. It's going to be a finish, a finish, a, a, you know, a, a photo finish. I think um, the Chargers aren't going anywhere. I think the Raiders are still a good football team, even though they lost. Um, so we just got to continue to win football games. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody talking about the Broncos. The Broncos played the Giants. The yeah, I'm not, worried. I'm, not worried. I'm not worried. I didn't mention them. I'm not worried about the Broncos. Oh, my goodness. I mean, the Giants, the Jaguars, and the Jets were their first three games of the season. Like, Come on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Alabama would have been 3-0 and uh, <laughs> with that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not worried about Denver. Uh, you know what's so frustrating for my time there? I had to go six years with Tom Brady, Wes Welker, Tom Brady in his – well, Tom Brady's always in his prime. But I'm 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 in the AFC East with, with Tom Brady okay. and the New England Patriots. And then I come out to Kansas City and freaking Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. <laughs> and I got to – it's like, what? Why can't I get like? I want to be on the team with Mahomes, man. Like, why would I be on the? I'm it's sorry, like, man. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm so glad I got to experience that. Oh, um, because I, I was on the wrong end of the stick a lot of times with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Yeah, um, yeah. When so you're in those I, I leagues, it's like you know, it's like, we hey, we got to get the wild card. You know, like we got to get, <laughs> get the wild card. I mean, with the Patriots win the they win the East like what 18 straight years or something. Yeah, like that. it was all. It's it like, was crazy. Who won it? Buffalo won it last year, right? That was the yeah, first Buffalo. time in forever. Yeah. They should win it again this year, too. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I think, you know, the Raiders are a good team. The Chargers are a really good team. They're, they're going to be the sort of – it's going to be us and them, you know, yeah. towards the end of the season. Uh, the Raiders just all – it's hard. I know they have a good good roster. I know they have a good team. But it just seems like every year, every year, they just like – you're good now, but you're not. You're you can't pull this off the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> like you're gonna collapse. You're the Raiders. Like you always collapse. You know. Yeah, it's, I think ultimately it's gonna come down to Derek Carr. He's been yeah. playing really good football lately. Yeah. Um. They got dominated across all fronts yesterday. Um, yeah. So that 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 wasn't on him. Like he did throw a pick at the end of the game where they were trying to come back and they had momentum, but they just got dominated up front. Um, yeah. And I think they'll look at that film and they'll get better from it. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's the Chiefs division. I know everyone's talking about, you know, the Chargers and the Raiders are emerging. Right. You got to go look at the, the team that's been to the Super Bowl consecutive years that have hosted the AFC Championship three years in a row. Right. Um, yeah, my money's on them. So Yeah, the team that knows how to get it done in those really important situations, right? All these other teams. Yeah, uh, they're new. They're not- it's like the yeah. argument with um, when everyone talks about, um, I know Travis Kelsey not being the best tight end in NFL, and then there's always a new tight end that they say is the best. It was Gronk, it was it was Kittle. Now they're talking about Waller, but the common denominator, common denominator in all those conversations is it's Kelsey versus someone else. Right. And it's the same with the AFC West. It's always, you know, it's this is Chargers year, or you know, the right. Raiders are up and coming. Well, goddamn it, it's the Chiefs. They yeah. win every year. Yeah. They do it every year. They put up the numbers every year. So right. it's just, I mean, I guess it's the same reason I hated New England. Everybody wants someone else to win. So 
Yeah, yeah. Well, that's well, no, that's exactly right. But it's finally good to be on that side of the. Yeah, it feels good to be on this side. So. Yeah, yeah. No, that that playoff experience, that um, experience winning, beating games. Like we talk about all the talent and all that other stuff, but when you when you've been there and done that, and there, there's no there's no stage that's too high, right? There's, there's no stage that's too big. Um, that's another. I mean, again, it's just another one of those ingredients that makes this team so great. Is they have a ton of playoff experience. They have a ton of experience in December winning big games. Um, and so, yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I don't get too too worried about the first, especially the first quarter. You know, first quarter of the season. We got three more to go. That's I think it. they'll finish strong. You reminded me though. I think today is Kelsey's birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Travis. Happy birthday, Travis. Greatest tight end in NFL history. What do you give a guy that has the world? Cookies. <laughs> Cookies, there you go. <laughs> what, what kind are you going to send him? Did you just surprise him with something? I'm going to surprise him with some really good stuff, man. I might throw some, you know, some swag on it, put some gold oh, yeah. or something in there. You oh, know that's Travis is. oh, that's great. All right, Chiefs Kingdom, thank you again for tuning in to one-on-one. We'll be back next week recapping the Buffalo game and getting ready, talking to all things Chiefs football from a player's perspective. Go Chiefs. Thank you, Chiefs Kingdom. We appreciate you. Go Chiefs. Beat the Bills. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.